Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. And hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women here on Business Radio X. This is the series that salutes and recognizes women that are making an impact. Today, I am excited to be joined by Shelly Schwesler. Close enough. Say it, say it for me, Schwesler. <laughs> Normally, Mike's the one that messes up names, but today it got me tongue-tied, and I do apologize. I successfully said it before the show, though. I'll tell you, my maiden name was Wilson, and my mother still doesn't know how to spell Schwesler. <laughs> And I think when I met my husband, he didn't even say it right. So it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's the Z. It kind of gives you, it's the, the Wurzler that I did, didn't roll off the tongue. But I do apologize and thank you for saving me. No, no worries. And she is here. Um, she's the business development manager in government community relations for Office Creations. And just to give you guys a little bit of information about Office Creations, in case you didn't know, they were established in 2001. And Office Creations began with the vision of creating office environments with an innovative approach. Today, Office Creations focuses on providing clients with innovative workspaces, strategic design, and creative collaboration. The certified women-owned business, woo-woo, we like that, has been awarded um, the Atlanta Business Chronicle's Top 20 Dealer Award, that's exciting, on multiple and consecutive occasions. Their mission is to design, consult, and furnish work environments that strengthen culture, maximize efficiency, and drive profitability one partner at a time. They strive to ensure that their clients are taking care of every step of the way from sales to installation to maintenance. And they are committed to excellence by providing quality service to our customers beyond the furniture install. Woo! <laughs> um, I do just have to say really quickly before the show, I was talking to Mike. Um, for those of you that don't know, he's the CEO of Gwinnett Business Radio X, and he has a history of advertising sales for the Infinite Energy Center. And his little office was below the the LED sign that you pass on Sugarloaf. Yeah. And Office Creations actually came in and they designed the furniture for that small space for him. Yay. This was several <laughs> years ago, but we were sharing. Um, he has experience with your wonderful company. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. And I'll let you speak just briefly about your role yeah. Um, with Office Creations, and then we'll roll into um, all about Shelly. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I've been with Office Creations now for, I guess, five to six weeks, somewhere in there. So I'm very new um, to the company, but it is an amazing uh, company. They are, uh, first of all, if you want a powerhouse woman, we need to get Joy Mitchell in here. Mm -hmm. She is amazing. She has built this business, uh, a $20 million business from from the ground up, mm -hmm. and um, and she and her team and, and uh, all the other wonderful people that work there so um yeah it's um it's been quite a, a, a learning curve you, who thought that furniture would be so complex um i was like oh yeah it's furniture how yeah. hard can that be uh it's it's there's a lot there's it's, a lot especially when you get into the design for an office a lot of people and thank goodness nobody can see our office because it wasn't expertly designed but a lot of people just throw furniture in there that yeah. they assemble from ikea mm -hmm. or something like yeah. that and it's not necessarily efficient or not pretty for clients and like you said it's maximizing their you know time to work right so and right now with covid and all of the it's about going back to work safely so there's a lot of alterations and things that are can be done that we can help with as well Very so cool. um yeah that's another kind of you know everybody's having to pivot right now that's um, the p word pivot yeah <laughs> so um yeah that's something that we we um we can help with 
Very cool. Well, if you guys want to learn more about Office Creations, go ahead and give the website, Shelly. Yes, it's us, officecreations.net. .net. Boom. And then you can find out more about wonderful um, creations there. Uh, I do want to speak really quickly about your previous role because that's yeah. how kind of I reached out to you before. And then I did a little online ninja work to find <laughs> your current email address. Um, before you came to Office Creations, you were the um, development director at the Gwinnett County Public Library. I was. Yes. I was. Tell us a little bit about that experience and some of the achievements that it, you it was such a wonderful experience um, the library system is an amazing organization and we're very blessed in Gwinnett County to have such a strong um, supportive library system um, I you know I was being born and raised in Gwinnett so I w was so excited to actually do something that would be given back to my community um, and you know it's funny because when I started that role I, I told my husband I was like okay I got this opportunity I'm gonna go work for the library system and he's like what <laughs> the library like what why what isn't aren't they like a dying breed I'm like no and did so, you have to be quiet the whole time no <laughs> no you you can even eat in the library now I mean it's it's definitely evolved and mm -hmm. it's changed I think that the message that they it, it has changed it's just hard to get people to see that or to, to hear like unless you physically go there you're like oh I didn't know they did that and everybody I talked to I'd be like oh we could do you could do a podcast from the library and they'd say what, what? Yeah. yeah so um, it, it has definitely evolved and it and for me it was about reminding people that it's an institution of education mm -hmm. and it is it is not a school but it is a place of learning and you can learn anything you want there um, really and the sky is the limit and it so is. it's um, that was I was really passionate about all of that well you're being modest I understand that you're passionate, yes, of course, but you're being modest about your position there because I was reading online about your um, special project in initiatives. Yeah, so elaborate. We, um, over my three-ish years, three and a half years there, I um, helped them to raise uh, almost a million dollars total. I was responsible for writing a grant that got them the mobile library, which I can't wait to see. I don't know, it kind of came delivered right when um, COVID hit. So I'm not sure like the status of it yet, but mm -hmm. um, I can't wait to see it out on the road because it's gonna bring- Is it like a, it'll a, bring a, the, a truck or a bus or something? Yeah, it's like the Mercedes- um, oh, Vans, van. Those big, yeah, like yeah. Amazon. Mm -hmm. And it has um, Wi-Fi capabilities and they'll have laptops on board and they can do, pro they can bring the programming to the people, especially the ones that, you know, can't, can't yeah, get out get or go to the library, yeah. That's so. amazing. So are they like, is that there for a specific purpose, like for a program like you mentioned, or people, can they check out books they and can, stuff yeah. from the van? Yes. That's so neat, the mobile library. So what the librarians are gonna do is they're gonna specialize um, like to, to whatever population. So if they're going to a senior center, you know, the books would be kind of geared towards, geared towards yeah. them. And if they're going to um, an apartment complex or something to, to talk to children, mm -hmm. then it'll be a different, you know, it's right. just whatever different the program. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it kind of can be tailored programming wise and bring the program to the people. So it's exciting. But then we also had a couple capital kind of campaigns there's a couple new branches coming um, that are going to be beautiful and big, and I can't wait till those open. Mm -hmm. um, but so we had some um, some some fundraising to kind of enhance those spaces um, in the in the Duluth branch and the Norcross branch that were coming. So that was another kind of a big big initiative, yeah. And then we had our um, we started our um, gala, mm -hmm. and it was putting on the lits. Um, and it was super fun, and um, I hopefully that will continue on. Uh, but that that was always a very big success. We had a lot of corporate sponsors mm -hmm. that were 
um, just so generous. Our, our community here is just amazing. So. Yes. And one thing I've learned through this series is um, so many people like yourself that have such a passion for actually reading and making sure that the youth have access to books so that they can continue their education. You know, in the digital age, you know, not many people pick up an actual tangible book Mm -hmm. and read it. And I think it's really important for us to keep impeding that on our youth, especially so they don't just disappear into their tablets and their phones. Even though the Kindle is a really nice tool, (laughs) I'd say there's a certain nostalgia when you pick up a book or even the smell of the library do you remember that yeah oh yeah (laughs) or was was it just my library that smelled like a library (laughs) no it does it smells like um you know books and um, paper like a paper mill in Rome, Georgia. <laughs> well, cheers to your initiatives and the success and the the footprint that you left behind. I know that you probably still have great friends and a wonderful mm-hmm. rapport there. So I'll have to keep my eyes open for that mobile library. Yeah. That's very exciting. Well, I'm going to flop into another branch of, of your, well, let's, before we get into more of your, your working life, do you mind if we rewind a little bit and go back to maybe... The UGA days. Oh, so best years ever. Go dogs. <laughs> oh, oh. If we could stay in college forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. But know wonderful. what we know now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Because you, you still want to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, no, I, um, geez, I, I, I went to college. I was the first in my family, uh, immediate family, to graduate with college. And um, I had big dreams and aspirations to be some big something. I didn't really know what that was going to be. Um, my father was always like, you don't need a job. You don't, you know, you just need to focus on your education. So education was really highly um, regarded um, in my home. And so I, you know, I had to pick a major and I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I really needed some, you know, and um, so I ended up going international business and um, which was, was amazing. Um, but then when I graduated from college, uh, the dot-com stuff had just bu- busted and things were just not, the job market was just not what it mm-hmm. was. And also, I didn't have a whole lot of work experience. <laughs> so, you know, there's this thing where you really do need to go out there and like intern. Fields, yeah, in yeah. if I had any advice for any uh, college kid going through now, internship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get so, so much, much experience. Of an education. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and really gives you a leg up um, when you're going out there to try to get a job. So I did get a job doing telecom sales, and it was door to door. And it was the there, yeah. the office was about in out in um, off Windy Hill, and we lived in Swanee. And um, I did it for about three months, <laughs> and um, I was like, "This is not why I went to school. I can't. I, it was, I just am not built. I guess." I, I, one day I sat in my car and was just crying. I was like, oh, my God, these people are so mean. It's really awkward knocking <laughs> on people's door. I feel you. I've, I've yeah. been there. And when, when they answer, you're like, yeah. all right, we're on. Here we yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It builds character, though. It did. You, yeah. Yes. And it was business. It was businesses. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it wasn't terrible, terrible. But and I was oh, okay. a, above my quota, so my sales quota, which was great. But um, it just, I was like, this isn't, this isn't me. So I, I called my husband and I said, um, so, you know, remember that time you told me like I don't have to maybe work maybe I can and he's like yeah and I was like well I am cashing in that card I'm ready to go back to school I think and he's like wait what (laughs) so and then it was like a 360 like I did I went get my master's in Mm -hmm. social work which is not anywhere near relation to uh, business or anything like that so complete different um, field Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, my plan was to then 
back then was to work at getting my license clinical social work and becoming like a therapist and with my own practice mm -hmm. and um i quickly well actually we ended up at the end of my master's program i was pregnant with my son and um i my husband said, I've never seen somebody graduate and retire in one handshake. <laughs> <laughs> All in this one like, field swoop. Yeah, you go, you go across the stage. Michael Adams was the uh, president of the university. Shake my hand, and my husband was like, great. Now, what are you going to go to work? And it was like, nah. <laughs> We're <laughs> about to have a baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, a social worker doesn't, I mean, they just, I don't know how any single mom on a social work salary could, no. You just I wouldn't have been able to afford daycare even. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, let me just snuggle with my baby and you know enjoy enjoy yeah. yeah enjoy him and then at about six months after he was born I was like okay I gotta do something oh. <laughs> I can't just you know not do anything so we um so naturally the next step is to go and get your real estate license because flexibility <laughs> yeah it was he was and he was my little sidekick he got to go with me to showings, showings yeah. and, and he definitely helped sell houses for mm -hmm. sure <laughs> good for you <laughs> but and so you're still a practicing realtor I, I am I have my license uh -huh. I I don't actively seek any of that it's just if it falls in my lap mm -hmm. or if, if somebody needs a referral I'm more of like a referral nice. um, agent but it's something that I worked hard to get and I don't ever want it to lapse. To lapse. Yeah. And like um, you said, you can always fall back on it. Yeah. Um, when you retire, you can still do, yeah. you know, a la carte. Exactly. Deal. Exactly. And I think, you know, honestly, I would advise, even if you're not going to be a practicing real estate agent, to take the classes because mm -hmm. it is, it, it just provides you with so much information. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're out there, like we, we bought our house, um, our townhouse that we owned right out of college it, um, thinking oh this is going to be great you know all of that but I wish we would have had some more guidance and I would have known a little bit better about the process and how to, how to seek and what our money could have purchased for us right. and you know because it, it ended up it was a small place mm -hmm. and when the baby came and all the stuff came with him it was like, <laughs> it was we, like gotta, we, we gotta grow up we are outgrown out yeah, yeah we are busting at the seams so um, you know I think we could have probably looking back we could have probably bought like something a little bit larger and you know so you you stayed. would recommend it for education piece yeah. for people to have like market knowledge so yeah. that they can buy and have they can be an empowered buyer yes so tell me just because you mentioned it um i have several friends in real estate and i remember back in the day what who was it wade gaddy do you remember wade gaddy real estate this was down south in peachtree city georgia he's a wade gaddy real estate program you actually went in it was like a classroom type setting yeah now it's all you know streamlined digital but how would you suggest did you do it in person or did you do it online i did i did it in person it was like a three-week crash course kind of thing um and then you had to take the exam, exam. which is you know um it, it was proctored, right? Like it actually go. was on the computer. Oh, great. So, yeah, I'm really totally dating myself. No, because <laughs> the people I know literally went in brick and mortar to a proctored exam. Yeah. Like, their numbers are in the, the three, three digits. So, yeah. they're like <laughs> legacies. Yeah. So, yeah. online, that's fantastic. You're able to do it from the comfort of your own home? Uh, well, no. I think it was at a place. A place? Okay. Yeah. But I think... Um, I'm not sure how they do it now. I'm sure it's got more flexibility. Yeah. Everything's being done at home now. <laughs> so so you'd say, how long was the process as a whole? You said the, the like, course was three weeks. Mm -hmm. So within like a month's time, you were licensed? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, you heard it here. It's a great feather in your cap to have, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, you're with virtual properties, right? Yeah. I wrote mm -hmm. that down. 
Um, very nice. Well, we kind of touched on motherhood, but we didn't really go into it. You mentioned your son. I know that you're a proud mom of three. Yes. So you have two girls, six and eight. I only knew that because I got it out of you before the show. <laughs> and two fur babies as well. And then, of course, your husband. We can't leave him out. He d- he counts as a kid also. Okay, so four children <laughs> and two fur babies. I understand. Um, tell me what the experience into motherhood was like. You told us what it was like graduating and then having your son and then moving into um, a bigger place to kind of uh, support your family. Talk about those years that followed and you kind of growing into parenthood and evolving with your husband and then trying to get back into the workforce as well. Yeah. So, um, so goodness, my son, um, is 13 now, which is just blows my mind. I'm like, how do I have an eighth grader? Like what? When did that happen? I don't know. (laughs) But, um, and people keep saying, Oh, two more years, he's going to be driving. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Don't tell me that. No. But, um, we, he was such a good baby and I was ready to have another one right away because he was just the perfect baby. And, um, like I said, he was my little sidekick, uh-huh. but we, we had fertility problems and I'll tell you, man, it was brutal. Like I, any woman who experiences infertility or fertility issues, I feel for them every day because it is, it's no joke. Um, and I had to go to a specialist and we were doing all the stuff and spending all the money. It's so expensive, yeah. which is another, like, it's not fair that you, it's so expensive, you know? Um, and so, uh, after four years or three years of trying, we cook, we took a break, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I think the drugs were making me a little crazy. And my husband was like, okay, we cannot do this anymore. Hormones, like, yeah. we need to take a break. And so we did. And, um, you know, people that knew me back then, like, through chambers and networking, because my husband was, was at the time involved in, like, chairman's clubs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, they'll tell you that I always was, like – that was like the first story that would come out of my mouth. Like, I really want another baby. And so I had everybody and their brother praying uh, that, you know, that this would happen for us. And it did. And so um, we were about to sign on the dotted line to do in vitro. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll tell you, the doctor's name was Dr. Sladen um, with RBA. um, And they were out of Gwinnett, Mm -hmm. um, Reproductive Biology Associates out of Gwinnett. And we had just, he was a new doctor. Like we had gone to a different place before that. And it wasn't, it wasn't, the right place and dr sladen basically sat with us for hours i mean he just sat there and talked to us and told us like you're gonna have another baby because you already had one so you know it, it, it works. works something works yeah, yeah it's just a matter of when and when he said that I, this weight was just lifted off and literally we were about to sign the paperwork to start all the process and we found out we were pregnant with my oh, daughter how so it was like wow so yeah so ashley was born um Austin was already five Mm -hmm. and he was like and he was also this is another thing that kind of started us starting again to the other um to to the other practice that we went to he he we were going for a walk and he was like mommy and he found a dandelion and he picked it up and he was like I wish I had a little sister and he blew on the dandelion and I was like oh my goodness his wish came true yeah and well and then We got a bonus baby who is my little Avery, and she is six years old now, but she is a pistol. She's our redhead. Ooh, um, fiery personality. Yes, mm-hmm. she's going to be the CEO, um, and she is um, – but, yeah, she, we had a bonus baby, too. So he got two sisters mm-hmm. when he wished for one. Man, be careful what you wish for. Exactly. It might come true. <laughs> That's so exciting. So two girls and a boy. I'm sure he's a stellar big brother. Yuri said he was a good sidekick, so I'm sure he'll – take one each under his wing he does he's he's a sweet boy and he definitely you know um 
he, right now, I don't think they appreciate it very much. <laughs> They're all just annoyed with each other. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I know one day he's going to, you know, it, oh. it'll be so special Those for them. Those fellas better watch out. Yeah. Because he's going to be the big brother that <laughs> lays a wakala down. That's true. <laughs> well, tell me, because we were chatting before the show, being that you have school-age children in this weird place that we're in in the world with COVID, I've been seeing on Facebook, I guess today, some people, or I don't know if today, because today's Friday, but recently people started back yeah. some places. Mm-hmm. Um, um, maybe share how you feel about the possibility of your children integrating back into public schools or the position that you and your husband have taken as far as education at this right, time. Right. I, um, I will say I don't envy anybody who is in the position right now to make those decisions that are, uh, I mean, it's just, you can't win, you know, it's a, it's, you can't make everybody happy. You can't win. And, you know, the way the safety of our children versus the, the economy or the e- education, it's very tricky and um, I feel for them you know having to make these terrible decisions like that but I will say that we were ready we were prepared to send our kids back Um, that's kind of the stance we took we felt like they get a better education that way and in the socialization part that's so important my six-year-old was devastated like she didn't finish out kindergarten right she had I was her teacher Mm -hmm. at the end of the year right and um she was just so disappointed and I kept waiting to tell her like I kept thinking maybe they're going to change their mind back maybe they're going to change their mind back and they'll start school anyway and so I didn't tell her and the other day I told her and she was like she was just, she was devastated. Yes. And I was like, I know, babe, but it, it just, just a season and mm-hmm. it'll pass. And um, luckily I found uh, a, a dear friend of mine who is an amazing woman. Like she's one of those uh, everything's perfect <laughs> type A. She's the cheer coach and mm-hmm. she has four daughters and everybody's always very put together. It's just, she's just a per- perfection right. person and it's awesome. And um, because I am not that. I'm not either. (laughs) So um, it's the exact opposite of me. Um, But she is, she used to be a school teacher and she is using this opportunity to host children home. And so we'll pay her Mm -hmm. so that we we do have to pay some out of pocket and we will provide the laptops for kids. But she'll just monitor all of their assignments and they'll be in her home from nine to three. And keep them on the curriculum because they're providing some yep. sort of digital like, right. learning templates, right? Right. Yeah. There's a actually every child is going to have a schedule. Um, they have to be online at certain times. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Um, I'm sure because just being at home lately and having everybody on the internet at the same time. Super slow. Oh, it's yeah. hard. And like the zooms stop working yes. and you're like, oh, Urgh. yeah, Urgh. <laughs> everybody's kind of flashing yeah. on the screen. So there's those kinds of issues that I, th- I think will come, but. Um, I really hope that the kids get to go back. I uh, really, really do, especially especially those like seniors and the oh, kids yeah. that are so just, many monuments yeah. are being missed. Yeah, and even like the the children. You your children have siblings, but people that are only children. Mm-hmm. My nephew is an only child, so he is he's been by himself. You know, yeah. only the select children that they've decided you know were okay to whatever they say bring together and make each other immune to each other or whatever (laughs) but missing the social aspect and the camaraderie of friends and the physical activity of PE and stuff it's Mm -hmm. really just they don't understand he's only five he doesn't understand why you know so I think that's an important piece too and that's a really cool alternative Um, I wonder how many people out there have have turned to an alternative solution like that I think people are having to get very creative and I I mean the other part of the whole thing is, you know, what about those kids that rely on the school system to eat? They, you know, those are their only meals that they are getting. And, or, you know, what about those kids that are in a dangerous situation yes. at home? Uh, or a single mom who, 
has no choice but to go into work yeah. and so what do you do do you leave your kids at home when they're not even old enough to to do that or and then sacrifice just a day when you can't afford to lose it yeah you bring up a very good point and that's something that I think a lot about and I just want to speak about it for one second yeah. and we'll move on um the teachers are the first line of defense for some children in home abuse mm -hmm. so they notice the bruise they notice the irregular patterns they notice things like that and I just feel for the the families or the children that are at home mm -hmm. with no additional supervision or no outside eyes so that's a, another great point. Speaking of, I know that you're very enthusiastic about um, giving back, and I know that you mentioned several initiatives that you participate in. One that kind of stood out to me was the Community Foundation. Yes, Expand I um, on that. in my last role with the library system, I got involved with the Community Foundation for Northeast Georgia, um, an amazing organization. Randy um, Redner over there and his whole team, they're wonderful people. Um, he was kind of, I, I bet everybody in the nonprofit world would say he was their mentor. <laughs> but I like to think of him as my mentor. Um, my own personal one, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but he, uh, he truly genuinely cares about the world and the people in it and helping other people. And he, the people on his board are the same. And the people, the, he basically trains nonprofits across the board. So I was introduced to all kinds of organizations that were trying to you know everybody's out there trying to raise money mm -hmm. for a cause you know um and in some of those causes I'm, i mean i learned so much about our community that i you know being born and raised here mm -hmm. i thought i already know right yeah you know, i grew up here yeah. I knew this. Yeah. but n now i'm like oh i had no idea mm -hmm. we had such an issue with you know kids not being ready for kindergarten mm -hmm. or um, you know, kids not eating, like uh, all of those things, the food insufficiency or the homeless Population, issues. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that we didn't have a homeless shelter, mm -hmm. um, was just op like eye opening. Yeah, mm -hmm. really blew my mind. So, um, just kind of s keeping my foot in that, in that world. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and staying and relevant. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's a really good point that it kind of, um, gives you the landscape of Gwinnett. I'm newish to the area. I've been here for three years and I've learned so much just from the ladies that I've hosted on this show about several of the key points that you mentioned that aren't visible to the naked eye. Right. You wouldn't necessarily know driving down Sugarloaf that there was such a great need for all the things that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And truthfully until Corona, <laughs> and I started seeing signs at parks. You know, Gwinnett has done such a wonderful job in offering resources for those in need. I'd yes. see signs that says, you know, pick up food from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at just a location. And they have signs and maps to direct people there. And that's just fantastic. There are so many people that want to address those issues here in Gwinnett. Yeah. So cheers to you and your efforts. Well, I will say um, the community here in Gwinnett, uh, if if I mean, I just it, it makes me speechless because they are everybody is always willing to help in some way or another. What well, you know, and you know, I just it just makes my heart warm mm -hmm. and uh, to see all the support and 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 at any given time I can pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, can you help me with this? And they'll say, of course. Oh, yeah. you know, great. and it's just it's a great place to be. That's the definition of community. Yeah. I love our community. Me too. You are a true Gwinnettian. I am. I'm and a transplant. <laughs> you should definitely have you have you done leadership Gwinnett? No, but I'm I'm going to you, in 2021. Yes, yes. You that's definitely on our need to uh, apply for that program. Mm -hmm. That's another amazing organization that really exposes you to everything Gwinnett and um, and even Atlanta and Metro Atlanta mm -hmm. area. So it's a great 
and you get to meet so many yes. wonderful, wonderful people. I'm excited. Hopefully in 2021 it'll be back in, in action, live and in person. Live, I'll yeah. get to take advantage of that. Um, this is a perfect perfect uh, place to pause and have a, mo- a moment, a uh, word from one of our sponsors, excuse me. Speaking of community, just right up the street in Buford, Georgia is CAB Incorporated and they are the presenting sponsor of this um, series. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. I'm noticing a trend here, Shelley, (laughs) with your company and CAB. I know. Both woman-owned, powerhouse ladies. And Terry Jundall is amazing. I mean, just, if you want, want to learn anything... That woman knows it. Oh, she does. <laughs> she is just. She's sharp. Yes. Sharp as a tack. Yes. I'm, I'm thrilled that she um, wanted to partner with us for this series. She is the proud underwriter. And um, yes, she's a great friend and mentor to have. Yes, she is. And she definitely is so supportive of, of other women. You 100%. know, 100%. And that's so, so critical. Because mm-hmm. um, we know yeah. it could be the other end of the spectrum with ladies in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. But I think we found a really nice niche and groove here with all of us. I'm labeling us hashtag powerhouse. <laughs> powerhouse ladies that have something in common to come together and just kind of build our powerhouse network. Yeah. And Terry's the leader of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Why don't we dive into something? uh, I just mentioned mentorship with Terry. Maybe you can speak about somebody that you would consider a mentor throughout your lifetime. It could even be your parents. I know I definitely consider my mom a mentor. Yeah. Or just somebody that, um, you know, was paramount to your success. I, well, geez, success. That's a, (laughs) am I successful? Yes. I don't know. (laughs) It's so funny. My son was like, you're famous. You're going on the radio. I was like, oh, in this house I am. And he got a shout out too, so he's famous. right? (laughs) Austin, whoa. (laughs) No, uh, I think mentor. I think, like I said earlier, Randy Redner Mm -hmm. was in in, in that position. Um, Definitely. I learned from him a lot. Um, Nancy Harris, Mayor Nancy, she is... um, just you can learn so much from her she's Mm -hmm. just amazing um also I would say my husband um (laughs) you're welcome honey (laughs) um he he um he has just a natural people person and just always keeps everything in perspective and Mm. um and just down to earth and keeps you grounded yeah yeah and very uh wise Mm -hmm. And you guys are Most doing doing life together. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Who Have you had the opportunity in either of your roles, maybe even with the library, because you had such a, a profound impact there. Did you find anybody that you personally mentored along the way? Are you open to individuals or young professionals maybe seeking you out uh, for some advice or mentorship? Yeah, I would I would love that opportunity. I haven't, I don't know that I actually ever could say that I did really mentor somebody like, like, that I knew that right. I was, you know, like, as a, like I wasn't aware right, consciously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I would, I would definitely love that opportunity. Of course, awesome. there, there are some things that I would not want them to mimic of mine, like right. you know. Well, that's not how, organized. That's the best part about the mentorship. You can you can say, okay, don't listen, do it this don't, way. Look, I, I've gone down that road. Steer clear. Yeah. And this is why. Yeah. That brings me to another point. If you're comfortable with maybe sharing a um, obstacle that you had to overcome, whether it be in your career or your personal life or the college years, something that you had to overcome to um, kind of reach your success that you're at today. Adversity, maybe just a setback. You feel 
college algebra and had to take it twice. I highly doubt you did, but <laughs> I definitely did. So I love just math. something that made you stronger and um, that you learned from I, and you, you know, can draw strength on. I think that every day is a learning experience. I mean, or a learning opportunity, mm-hmm. really. Um, I, and my husband always said, like, you're like a permanent student. Like, you just... Always learning. Always, yeah. And there's always so much to learn from. And I can say I've made a lot of mistakes, you know. But it, it's about what you do when you make those mistakes and how you go forward. And um, and just... And so I don't know if it could pinpoint any one obstacle. Well, I feel fine, like yeah. it's just... It's a, a culmination d- of everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. On a daily basis, right? You yeah. know? And every day's a new day. <laughs> I can only imagine life with... Um, children and a husband and animals in addition to your career I don't have either of those to worry about I only have my career and myself and it's a juggle every day so I can only imagine adding some more balls to that mix yeah I know like one of the questions that were on your thing was about what do you do the first 90 minutes that's what I was gonna ask you next please share so I was like um you know I wish I actually I'm like I have three kids and you so basically it's whatever they want Uh, for the first night and you're lucky to get a cup of coffee down yeah but you know I do I am so very I've heard that that Mm -hmm. that you know people who are successful and these you know you should do this this and this and I'm like yeah Mm -hmm. let's do that and then no, like, like it just doesn't come. So you it's wake not real up life. and thirty minutes is already gone. It's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do, I, I, I do um, admire those people that can do that, and they do. They, they read their Bibles in the morning, mm-hmm. or they do scripture, or they do quotes, or they do, yoga. you know, yoga Jill. or workout. Yeah, <laughs> love Jill, and um, and so you know, it's inspiring. And one day, maybe you know, um, we'll get there. But mm-hmm. now we're just, we're just going with the flow in the mom mode most of the I time. Understand. First thing. Well, I'm sure that every minute of that 90 minutes is well consumed. So I actually got that question from a podcast that I listened to. It's one of the Shark Tank people. And they they made that reference, you know, successful people accomplish the most in the first 90 minutes of the day. And that's when I started thinking about it. And I was like, much like you, although I don't have that responsibility, it might just be having taken my dog out, having listened to the news and made coffee. And that's about it. And then get going. Well, I'll check back with you in a couple of years yeah. and see what your 90 minutes is like. <laughs> Speaking of, because we mentioned that um, your dear friend Jill and my new friend yeah. Jill likes to do yoga in the morning. I personally love Orange Theory Fitness. What do you do to stay active or what is your your yeah. physical um, activity of choice? So I um, enjoy going to classes at the gym. Mm-hmm. The, the They're kind of more the aerobic dancing mm-hmm. kind of stuff because you just kind of get lost in it and it's fun yeah it's very fun and you don't realize that you're really working out Mm -hmm. necessarily but unfortunately with COVID and all of that all of that kind of went to the wayside yeah and so um, they just started reinstating the classes at our gym but it's you know it's very regimented and you have to sign up in advance and there there's not as many Mm -hmm. um, offered as they usually have um, so we had to find some alternative stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So we did um, we did go and do like some of the cardio machines that are there and yeah. you know just kind of put it together yourself. Yeah, I tried to do weights, but I have to. I really do rely on my husband for that because mm-hmm. I really I, those machines are intimidating. They <laughs> like, are. I don't know. Am yeah. I doing this right? Like, I don't. Know. I just want to work this muscle. Yeah. Which one do I do? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And you can just see me staring at it like, and then I'm like, is this it? And then mm-hmm. you know you just feel kind of. Yeah, do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I throw my headphones on and I just pretend like I don't see or hear anybody else. I'm like, yeah. just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, I did um, some at-home workouts when I could, mm-hmm. and which was which great because my daughters were watching, and ah. so my youngest she she will do them. She'll uh-huh. say, "Can I can I do one of these?" And it's yeah. the cutest thing ever to I'm watch sure. a six-year-old doing yes. a little exercise Love video. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I never had the discipline even during quarantine. I tried really hard to do those because Orange Theory gave us actually like on our app they gave yeah. little workouts. Like, I need the energy and the yeah. environment of going to the gym. I'm useless trying to do something at my house outside of, like, one isolated exercise. Yeah. I feed on the energy and being there. My motivation comes yeah. from there. And I'll tell you, it does. It gets, like, because I, I started doing, um, it's, like, um, this woman named Andrea. She kept pumping up on my Facebook feed. Uh-huh. I'm like, is this, like, a sign? Yeah. Like, am I supposed to be? I'm Clearly, I'm supposed to sign up for her stuff. So, I did. And she's, it's more of, like, ballet. It's mm. called Extend Bar. Cool. Um, which is really fun, and it and it doesn't look like it does anything. Like, but you are hurting. Like oh, it yeah. is like your muscles are burning. Like you're just moving like an inch, mm-hmm. but you're like, ow. Ballet's <laughs> no joke. Those yeah. leg strength right yes. there. Yep. Do your girls participate in any sports? I mean, outside of COVID, pre-COVID, they, they did. Yeah, they were um, gymnastics um, swim team. They were uh-huh. all so disappointed that the swim team wasn't coming um, this year. Didn't happen this year, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, yeah, they they my they want to do more. Um, I think we're gonna start when they can. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. But cheerleading, my mm-hmm. youngest is gonna be a cheerleader this year. My middle did it one year, and she said, nah. and she wants she's my artist. She yeah, wants to play guitar. Creative. Yes, uh-huh. she does. Uh, she that girl s- started her own YouTube channel. Which wow, I had to kind of at age eight. Yes, <laughs> but she obviously you manage the YouTube. Yes, channel. it was well, and that was definitely a learning curve for uh-huh. me because I was like, oh my goodness, what do you mean you're on? You have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but she, um, it's she doesn't go on like mm-hmm. her. It's not pictures of her right. and not her doing. It's basically she has these. Um, characters that she creates mm-hmm. and it's like it's called gotcha life i don't i don't really know but and yeah she edits them and then she makes these little vignettes and then they wow. they have a story and How cute and it, it has music that goes with it and she posts those on there and at she, age eight yeah that's amazing so she's yeah and she's uh she wants to get into playing guitar and piano she's my artist mm-hmm. so very yeah. neat I look forward to seeing how she grows as a creative. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm going to take this moment just to say another word from our second sponsor, who is an enthusiastic supporter of our Celebrating Powerhouse Women series, and that is McCarthy Building Companies. I am enjoying some ice cold water out of my new McCarthy tumbler. Thank you guys for the swag. McCarthy is a community-based general contractor, and they specialize in healthcare, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They are committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long-term strategic goals. The McCarthy Partnership for Women believes that diverse perspectives drive better outcomes, and that is why they're thrilled to support this series. Uh, McCarthy's been a great partner, and as I mentioned before the show, I'm happy to make an introduction because I I think you guys could have um, some synergy in your world. Yeah, we certainly could. We we definitely could help them, and they could help us very well. Absolutely. Well, speaking of community partners with Office Creations, if you don't mind, who are you guys looking to partner with? Who's the perfect partner? Because you're in a business development role like myself, Mm -hmm. so I want to give you some time to maybe um, identify your perfect client or who you look to connect with. Yeah. So, um, well, geez, we furnish, uh, we do five vertical markets. So there's help. We can do healthcare. Mm-hmm. We can do, um, hospitality. We can do education, mm-hmm. mostly higher education, but some K through 12. Um, and then of course, corporate and workplace environments. Um, so for us, uh, architects, mm-hmm. um, general contractors, mm-hmm. interior designers, 
Um, and then, of course, you know, project managers, mm-hmm. uh, another big, big help there. Help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, I, right now I've just been re- reaching out with a lot of the other BDs, other yeah. business development mm-hmm. folks in the industry and kind of seeing. Growing your network. Yeah, yeah. going th- that way. Um, and, oh, and commercial real estate agents. Because ah, anytime, okay. you know, if you're going to move out of one location to another location, a mm-hmm. lot of times you don't want to take your old stuff with you, you know. Right. Um, and in your new space, uh, our teams can really help with that workplace solution mm-hmm. and make sure that you have a good flow mm-hmm. and it's a safe environment, yeah. which is important these days. Um, and I, I will say that one of the when you talked about design uh-huh. earlier, and I cannot wait. One day I'm going to learn how to do this. But mm-hmm. it's um, we use a program called CET, Ooh. and it's a live design system. So like, have you seen on HGTV where um, like Joanna Gaines does like Love the I know. Chip and Joanna. She's like perfect, perfect couple. I know. But um, she she like does it, and there's like a visual, like mm-hmm. a rendering, and um, it's like three dimensional. Oh wow. Well, we have that in live in real time. So it, there it cuts out a lot of um, back and forth between the end user or the general co- whoever is doing the, the project mm-hmm. um, to when they make changes so it's it, it basically like you can our designers can literally say okay you want this table all right no you don't want that table you want a different table and okay we'll switch it out and yeah, yeah and then, or visual. you want it in a different color mm-hmm. okay we can do that too and then and it automatically updates the budget Mm-hmm. So they can see the impact that the change is making on the bottom line oh, right then and there. So they can convenient. make the decision right away. So it definitely cuts out a lot of, um, you know, back and back forth, and, forth. and mm-hmm. makes it such a more efficient process. I bet, especially now with the whole COVID thing, that saves a lot of, like, FaceTime. You can mm-hmm. pretty much do the whole creation virtually. virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really neat. I'll have to look into that. CET, I'm familiar with AutoCAD, but that's, yeah. like, back, back, back in the day. Um, it sounds like you guys can create lots of wonderful spaces. I can say from a consumer standpoint, the last thing I want to do is fiddle with what desk will fit where and what lamp will da da da. So having a team like yours come in and just take all that pressure away would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and they are definitely experts. Like it, it, it there's a science to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just let's put a desk here. It, there's a reason and a purpose for every place placement of furniture. Yeah. And like, I like what you said, maximizing the space because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to maximize that square footage. And hey, those footage they're worth a lot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that footage is worth a lot. And like you said earlier, you want it to look pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and if you haven't been to the Office Creation Showroom, you really need to go. Oh, I haven't. I'd love it's to. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we're having a trunk show. Um, it, it's in, I guess in tan in congruent with National Beer Day. Oh, nice! <laughs> Which I did. Who knew? Uh-huh. I didn't. Um, that, but Friday, August the seventh, um, at noon from noon to three, um, we'll have a lot of our vendors in the parking lot, and they will have um, samples of furniture, fabrics, mm-hmm. and all the stuff, the fun stuff to look at, uh-huh. the shiny fun stuff to look at. In their trunks. Uh, well, kind of like kind a, of. yeah, like it's that's the idea, right. but mostly just kind of Boots. in the parking lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then because um, a lot of that stuff might not fit in right. the Um But then after you you know get to peruse all of that, you can come inside and um, you get to uh, make your own six pack of oh, beer and fancy. also see the showroom. I mean, it's uh-huh. it's it's stunning. All it right. really is. And it, it, August seventh. All yeah. right, you guys heard it. Office Creations. Well, I do want to just ask if there's anything uh, kind of pivoting away from Office Creations that you would like to leave our audience. If you'd like to give any words of wisdom or if you have anything that you, you know, really would like um, just to leave as a lasting thought for Um, the show. Hmm. <laughs> what would Ryan Lockie say? I don't know, but if you'd like to think about it, I'm happy to play the, the word from our last sponsor and yes. then you can share. So Mike's going to give us a, a word from Cat Rangers. 
Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. <laughs> That's my favorite. That is the cutest commercial <laughs> thank ever. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, um, I, I do. I, I do. I know what I want to say. Good. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I am honored to have been this opportunity, have had this opportunity, and um, I have really had a fun time. You me do too. a great job. Thank you. Um, and Terry, thank you so oh, much wow. for the opportunity. And um, I just, I go Gwinnett. Go Gwinnett. Yeah. I think we're starting a powerhouse tribe. The other day I was at the On Topic luncheon, the last one, and when I was in the room, there was probably about five ladies that I'd hosted on the show. That years previous to that, I had seen at events and had interaction, but not nearly as in-depth as we get to share here. Yeah. So when we were sitting there, I told this to Mike and we laughed. We were sitting there, seats apart from each other. I just looked across the room and met eyes with Jan Joseph and a couple other ladies. And we all kind of just did the silent, like, powerhouse nod. Like, <laughs> we have something in common. So I can't wait to see you across the room and do the same. Perfect. Shelly, thank you so much for being our guest today. It was wonderful getting to know you and hearing your story of success. Um, if you guys aren't a new listener, thank you for joining us. If you're returning, we appreciate that. To our new listeners, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a beat. And remember, you can listen to our live broadcast every Friday at 1130 a.m. on businessradiox.com by selecting the Gwinnett Studio. Our shows are available 24-7 online. You can listen to them on iTunes, iHeartRadio. Where do you listen to podcasts? Shelly? Uh, on my computer. Probably okay. like on Spotify. On Spotify. Wonderful. Yeah. Recently, I've started going home. I have the Google Home. I was going to say iHome, but that's a contradiction. <laughs> I say, hey, Google, play the latest Celebrating Powerhouse Women series on Business Radio X, and boom, you and I will come up. I like it. Um, we are also available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to stay connected with us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. Again, thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Office Creations. Thank you, Terry and CAB and all of our other wonderful sponsors. And until next time, I am Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. Mm -hmm.